You know how you win the battle? Listen now. You and I have the opportunity to walk in victory, to claim the victory, to experience the victory that is already ours. Because I know I have something to offer. Go where you have never gone before. Keep moving through the pain. Keep moving forward. Do what you've never done before so you can be the woman you know yourself to be. I live my life playing to win. I'm after something. So much in you. We have the victory. Hey, Purpose Chasers. Happy New Year and welcome back to the Pray, Plan, Sleep podcast. Today, of course, I have an amazing guest with me, Dominique Oconquo. Now, Dominique is a Haitian-American author and mama three who lives in Miami, Florida, and is constantly inspired by her children and her family's adventures. She helps oversee her church's children's ministry, and she is passionate about publishing exceptional, inspirational literature that offers biblical encouragement to all. Her picture book series stars an adventurous young boy with a trusty blankie who learns the lessons of life with the help of the word of God. Let's welcome Dominique to the podcast. Dominique, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Shante. Thanks for having me. I am so excited to talk to you. I'm so excited to talk to you as not only an author, a Christian content creator, but of course, a mompreneur, which is something that is very interesting to me as of late. Dominique, please, before we get started, tell me a fun fact about you that is not in your bio. Oh, well, I do also work in technology, which it's it's funny when I mention that to people because they they don't tend to guess that that would come out of my mouth. It's very left brain. But I do work with a lot of developers on a lot of projects. So that's what I do during the day. But writing creatively for kids and, you know, faith-based books is just a part-time passion that I do outside of that. So that's just a little fun fact about me. You're right. That is an absolutely interesting fact about <laughs> you. And I love that you do what really drew me to you is that you created faith-based content and Facebook books, especially for um, for kids. So you are a mom, an author, a Christian content creator. What led you to do this? You know, I've always been um, a performer, a writer. As a kid, I would do oratorical contests. I don't even know if that's still happening nowadays <laughs> for some of the elementary schools where you would memorize poems by Langston Hughes or Maya Angelou and you go from school to school. And and when I got older, I was able to write some of my own. So I have tons of poems and, and short stories that I, I would write as a child. And as I got older, I kind of let that go because, you know, growing up, you're told you got to do something that, you know, makes makes a lot of money. So <laughs> as, as COVID happened, I had these dreams of just publishing some of the stuff that I had written and ideas that I had. And so I just, it hit me that life is too short not to pursue those things that God has put on your heart to do. So I made it a point to really pursue that uh, in 2020. And, and I'm, I'm still pursuing that. I think that's absolutely amazing, especially because I feel like God works in such a beautiful way. Things that we've been doing all our lives that we haven't really, you know, invested in or furthered, God mm-hmm. will find a way to bring that thing to the forefront because he knows that the world needs what it is that you have right in this moment. So that's Mm -hmm. absolutely beautiful. 
Yep. And it, just the signs, you know, it's funny because this first book that I, I published, I'd written 10 years ago. And sometimes there is a pruning that happens in the, in the waiting, you know, mm-hmm. in, in the beginning, I kind of kicked myself for not pursuing it back then, but I realized that I have more available to me now with technology and resources and just knowledge, things that I was able to learn in the last few years with the writing process that wasn't available to me 10 years ago. So it's just a point to say things don't always happen exactly when you want them to, but you know, God will always help right away for you to just pursue those things that he's put on your heart to do. Yep. He will definitely always find a way. And why was it important for you to write a faith-based book for children? Why was that important to you? Well, I was looking for these books that were faith-based and fun, that were more practical than some of the books that I would find if I went, you know, when I went to the bookstores. We had a ton of stories, my first Bible stories, and a ton of stories with Noah and Jesus in the manger and Jonah in the whale. And those things are great because these are the stories that we keep and hold dear with us throughout adolescence and into adulthood. But when we, you know, in our household, we take try to take a practical way of incorporating God in the things that we do. And so how do we translate his scripture and his will for our lives in a more practical way? And I think as my children are already reading stories that they enjoy, that are fun and that they'd love, I'd love to find those stories that also incorporate God's message. So mm-hmm. books like Bernstein Bears and Curious George are always favored in my house. I have three kids. And so I, you know, those messages are strong, but they're not exact at times. So the message there could be very Bible-based or faith-based and, and all it's missing is the scripture. So as I was getting frustrated and looking for this books, and on top of that, a lot of these faith-based books do not portray Black main characters, that gave me the idea to, you know, publish and write these stories as I had them and always tie them back to a biblical message so that they do become more practical and kids can read it over and over again. And it just instills, it helps instill God as a part of their lives when they're younger. I think that is so important and definitely something that I wish I had when I was younger because you you named off books and I remember, you know, the Bernstein Bears, all the Dr. Seuss books. But mm-hmm. when it came down to the Bible books, when it came down to the books with biblical reference, it was always a Bible story, um, yeah. which is great. But I love the practicality of how do we use how how do we partner with God in our everyday life? How do we listen to the Spirit? How do we all of those things that are important for our kids to learn? And I think very important for them to understand at a young age because it becomes second nature to them to always seek God first as they grow and as they get older. And of course, when they become adults and leave the nest. So I Mm -hmm. think that's absolutely phenomenal. Yep. This first book, the scripture, the moral at the end is, you know, God hasn't given us a a spirit of fear and and timidity. It's a bedtime story. You know, he's trying to go to bed at night and he's fearful because of the things that he thinks he sees and hears. And so his imagination gets the best of him. And at the end, he realizes that, you know, because of this, he has nothing to fear. And so, you know, throughout the night and the conversations he has with his father, he comes to that conclusion. And then at the end of the book, you see mom, dad, and Obi bedside praying together. And there is a short devotional and a scripture that reinforces 
the point, which is you have nothing to fear. So, you know, it's, it's very like, it's the confirmation when I see children reading the stories or I hear parents tell me, oh, they won't stop reading the book. Oh, they love it because it's like, yeah. Bible stories or, you know, scriptures can be fun too. It doesn't have to go stale. It doesn't have to be like, ah, we have to read this again, because that was sometimes the reaction I got when I pulled out my, my first Bible stories, (laughs) you know, it's like, oh, this happened so long ago. It's a whale, you know? So it's like, how do we turn God's stories and his word into a more practical day-to-day scenario that kids can understand and relate to more closely? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I completely agree and I love that it, it you've done it in such a creative way. I can't wait to um, get a copy of your book and definitely when my children do come along, read the book to them because it, it, it's really great to have diversity in your books. But as a Christian household, as people of faith, it's always good to have another tool to teach our kids something that the word of God is always telling us. So that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Dominique, you also inspire moms to build faith and family. Tell us about this. You know, it's it's funny because when I actually started getting on social media, I had not planned to be, you know, content creator, influencer, which is a fun way to post videos and pictures. But then as I started to just share just our everyday interactions and the things that we struggle with and the fun that we're having and just messages, scenarios, my kids said this, and this is what God word tells us about that. Or I read this and or posting a video of my children interacting or fighting or just something. The response that I got was very positive. And I realized that a, a lot of mothers, sometimes we get so stuck on focusing on what's right in front of us. You know, what do I have to make for dinner? You know, what do the kids need for school tomorrow? Or where are we going to be this weekend? And so it's easy to compartmentalize our faith just like we do everything else. And so I, I really try to kind of put out there, and it's really just our, you know, our life, but just making God part of our everyday lives and conversations, especially with our kids. Because I, you know, one of the things I guess if you want to call it fear for me is that my children grow, grow up and and they become uh, adults. You know, I have a my oldest is fourteen, and at that time I don't want to be, you know kind of letting them know how much God loves him and hoping that he makes the right decisions in life. Those are conversations that you could, you should start early on, you know, when kids are little praying together at night and and, and meals, and you'd be amazed how much children soak up and understand their relationship with God once you introduce them to, to him, no matter how young. And so I really do want to just share that with with other moms in particular, because we spend, you know, more than likely the most time with our kids. And just to show that, yeah, we don't have to put God in the box like we do everything else. He really just interwoven in, in everything that we do and use every opportunity to to share that with our with our families and, and with our kids. Yeah, that's so important. You're right. We do have a tendency, especially as women to come compartmentalize certain areas of our lives, certain aspects of our lives. So it's definitely important and encouraging to see someone who is, you know, incorporating God at all points at all times and not just keeping our relationship with the Lord separate because it's always important. Um, One of the vivid memories that I have of my mom when I was growing up that really impacted me is every day on the way to school, she would just pray Mm-hmm. Not not just a little short prayer, you know, Lord, please cover us. Blah, blah, blah. No, she was like 
praying. <laughs> and I remember being younger thinking, I just want to listen to the radio. I want to <laughs> sing along. I just want to listen to the radio. And she would go on and on and on every day. And, you know, I got older. I got my driver's license. I heard, I learned how to drive. And one day I was in the car and I was driving. And halfway down the road, I realized I was just praying just like my mother. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's amazing as children, what we see and what we take in and what we learn, even if it's not an active learning point, mm -hmm. it's just something that we take in. So that I find that really amazing. So Dominique, I want to ask you, what advice would you have to, let's say, a new mom mm -hmm. who wants to build her faith and her family in the beginning, but, you know, is overwhelmed? Everything is new, new baby. Yeah, yeah. You know. and your time is short, you're sleep deprived. Yes. <laughs> what what advice would you have? Well, you know, there's there's a few things. And so since we we're talking about prayer, that's definitely one. Trying to make prayer a normal uh daily activity. And it doesn't have to be, you know, because I've been there too, where it's like you you're peeking and wondering, okay, when is, when is this gonna be done? But you know, there's opportunities. I pray with my children before schools, most days, sometimes, you know, it's just crazy and we don't get to it. And it, and it may not be the whole ride. It might be as I'm, you know, the few minutes before I pull up and stop, you know, because if we do that daily, it, it's almost as if it's a, it's a intimacy that we have with our children. We're connecting with them. And I, I live in Florida and there've been so many incidences of just mass shooting and it's, 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 it's scary. It's sad. And so I take that opportunity really to just ask God to cover my children and for them to know and reinforce that I love them and to make good decisions, right? Because there's so many things that can happen while they're there at school and, and not with you. So you have opportunities before school, before meals, and definitely before bed. And the sweetest thing a mom could hear is her, you know, three-year-old saying, dear God, thank you for my mommy and my daddy. And I, and thank you for my dog and my fruit snacks. I love you, God, in Jesus' name. Like, those are the memories that I, I carry with me. And to hear them as children and to watch them grow and to to pray on their own and have that relationship with God is, I can't even think of the word. It's 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 rewarding. I'm, I'm just so full in knowing that I, I did one thing right, which is to help them establish that relationship. The other thing I would say is as they grow and get older, you know, family devotionals, Yes, there's a million and one ways to do it. Sometimes it could just be as simple as reading a, one scripture together and talking about it or scheduling, you know, a game night where you'd play Uno or Checkers or Connect Four. Or when they were younger, you do you do like Shoots and Ladders or Candyland or something that the family does together where there's no technology, no interruptions. Even if it's just to pray together and then do a short activity with one another, the children will hold on to that for the rest of their lives. And to try to be as consistent, you know, if you do it once a week, if you could do it once a month, just do it whenever you can. And I would say the last other thing is to connect with other Christ-centered families. You know, especially in this day and age where a lot of people are doing uh, online church, may not even be attending. But if you have uh, friendships where you have other people who believe in God, and you want to do life with those people. It's so key to ha have those Christ-centered relationships, mm -hmm. especially with your children, because these are the people that they can call when they're upset or they can hang out with or they can, you know, hang out at each other's house. Or if you're going to, you know, some event in town, you can partner up and, and both families go together. And so it's just reinforcements, right? Because it's like, you know, if you start to do life alone, 
it, it just things become a little bit more difficult. So if you can to connect with other Christ-centered families and build a little village, those things are so beneficial, especially for moms starting out. And as you get older, you know, sometimes you need some help and it's better to do it with people that you've, you've built that relationship with over time. Yes, that is great advice. The The old African proverb does say it takes a village to raise mm-hmm. a child. And I really believe that. I know it took a village to raise me. And I think it's also important, like you said, to have like-minded people around you because not all the time are you going to be the person your child wants to talk to. But when you know that the people around you think the same way as it regards to their relationship with Christ and the advice that they would give your child, it's amazing to have those people around in that backup Mm -hmm. (laughs) to, to just help. So I think those, you know, tips that you gave are really good, especially for new moms. So I thank you for that. Mm -hmm. I want to ask you, what are some of the most, I want to say prevalent challenges that you see when you're looking out there and you're interacting with moms when they're trying to build balance with building their families, but also building themselves mm-hmm. spiritually. Yes. Well, that's a big one. And I, I'm and I'm still learning and, and, and kind of changing my mindset a little bit on that too, but planning what you need and prioritizing what you need. And it's so funny because, you know, in the beginning of mommyhood, I thought that I had to be very uh, selfless when it comes to everything. I put myself last in everything. And I don't know why, just by default, that's where I went. And not to the degree where I consider everyone else, you know, my family above myself, because I I still do that. I, I consider their needs above my own. But to the point where it was almost as if I was undeserving putting my needs and my wants first. And so over time, what does that do? It's just not sustainable. You find yourself in a position where you feel like the scripture says, don't, don't, don't uh, snuff out the spirit's fire. You find yourself in a position where you're just like, you know what, what am I doing? Like, what do I need? What do I want? You know? And, and so if we take care of ourselves, and when I say that, I'm saying, making sure we get proper amounts of sleep, making sure that we do the things that bring us joy, even if it's alone. You know, for me, I like to spend time sometimes. There are, there are days where, you know, in the summer, you know, it's Miami, so we get good weather year round. But I may take a morning and go do like a sunrise thing where I'll go to the beach and I'll take my notebook and I'll, I'll pray and I'll read and I'll put, dip my toes in, in the water and I'll walk the beach and just to refresh my batteries. Those things are so important. And I, I don't know where this quote from, comes from. You can't pour from an empty cup. We as mothers and, and, and women, we really have to make sure that we are meeting our own needs so that we can be better for the people that we support. If we're tired and frustrated and unfulfilled and and not loving ourselves, we cannot serve our family members the best way that we can. And so, you know, in the beginning, when I started to take time for myself and do the things that I enjoyed, I had to explain this to my family and say, hey, guys, mommy needs to take an afternoon where she can spend some time with herself. (laughs) You know, it's like, mom, where are you going? Mommy's stepping out. And I'll be back in about three hours, <laughs> you know, So, and that's okay. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. So I think that if we think about it, really, truly think about what our needs are and plan, you know, if you want to get monthly massage or 
get your nails done or do your hair, whatever it is that it could be little things like going to the library or sitting in the Barnes and, and Noble with a cup of coffee and journaling or whatever it is, plan for it, put it on the calendar. If you need to communicate that with your family because they just don't get it, do that, you know, educate them. And I think that you'll find that you, the, the especially your children recognizing that it will help them as they become adults to really understand what their needs and wants are too. It's a healthy way of living. So if you plan and prioritize uh, what you need, then I think that everything else will fall into place. I don't, I don't see that as being selfish at all. I think it's really about, you know, taking care of your temple. Scriptures talk about that. And so, you know, you're taking care of your temple so that, you know, the people that you serve will be better off for it. Wow. I love that advice. I love how you, you taught it to taking care of your temple. I think it's very important that we find time for self-care and time find, uh, find time to spend time with God. Mm-hmm. I think that's so important because like you said, it fills us up. It fills our cups. We are much better, you know, women, mothers, employees, Everything. Mm-hmm. wives, sisters, when we are full. So I love how you describe communicating with your family what it is that you need to do for you, because I believe that that is definitely a priority that allows you to do, continue to do so much and do it without being drained. Mm-hmm. So that is great advice. So if you are listening to Dominique Purpose Chasers, make sure you wrote all that down and took notes. I certainly did <laughs> because you definitely need to dive in deep, plan and prioritize what you need. Now, Dominique, I want to switch the question around and ask you a, a, what I would say was a fun question, something a little different. Mm-hmm. I want to know about some of the biggest lessons that your children have taught you so far. Oh, yeah. I got plenty of those. I mean, my books are all about the lessons that my children <laughs> teach me. It makes it so easy for me to write because there are a lot of them. So my little one corrected me the other day. She's so funny. She's six going on, I don't know, 40. She's she's just wise beyond her years. And I said to her, I said, oh, you know, Amara, practice makes perfect. And she goes, uh-uh, no, mommy, practice makes better. Mm-hmm. When I tell you I was slayed, <laughs> she said that, I was like, I was like wounded. And I was like, you're so right. Because, you know, we're, we're so, we're taught so early on to be so perfect yeah. in everything that we do. And we know that the only person who perfect person was Christ himself, you know, and we can be made perfect through him, but we just strive, our our goals are to be more and more like Jesus every day, right? And so he's not looking for perfect people. He never says that. And so I'm telling my six-year-old, practice makes perfect. And she correct, no, practice makes better. And it's true. We just, we just want to be a better person today than we were yesterday or last year or or whatever. We want to continue to walk forward. And so when I remember her saying that, it's just like, Every little thing that I do, if it's for myself, for my family, for my job, for my business, every little thing that I do that is walking in a step in the right direction is making me better, you know, and better. And I'm okay with that. Like that, that's the pocket. That's exactly where I want to be. And so that perfection thing is just, you know, it's, it's not where it's at. And then same along the same lines, you know, I get caught sometimes uh, using my phone and 
I'm updating my social or I'm responding to emails and my children are talking to me and I, I'm listening to them, but I'm not all present. And so my son, you know, the older one corrected me one time and he says, mom, he's like, I'm talking to you. And I'm like, and I'm looking at my phone and he's like, um, you're not, you're not looking at me. And I felt so convicted when he said that. Cause I'm like, you're right. Like I'm listening, but I'm not giving you, I'm not listening with my whole body. Right. I'm not putting down whatever it is. I'm, I'm not looking at you in your eye. I'm not, you know, I'm fidgeting. I need to stop and give you all of the attention. And I can't do that all the time. It's not like every time they call me, hey, mom, I'm going to stop everything that I'm doing. But there are times where your children are trying to connect and they're reaching out. And it's just recognizing when you have to just put put it all down and listen with your whole body, mm-hmm. you know. And so those times for us, like the little one is when I'm getting ready for bed. I put everything aside. When I'm driving my t- children from school or to practice, same thing, put everything aside so I can listen to them with my whole self and just being cognizant of that because, you know, they're, they're, I, I don't, <laughs> I appreciate that they're at a stage where they're reaching out for me. Maybe when they get older, they may not do that as much, you know, because my mom's like, ah, you know, call, right? So take advantage of the opportunities when they want your whole self to listen. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is just to have fun. You know, it's just, there's, there's so much going on with work. And now with school, these kids, they, they, you know, I see with my older one, he's pressured to do well in school and grades and this and that. And so just find the opportunities where you can say, man, have we been having fun as a family? Like, what can we do? You know? And so sometimes I have to lift, you know, kind of lift my head up and say, well, what have we done this week or what's coming up? The holidays are coming. What can we do? Where can we go? And I'm just adding good memories into the bank because there are things, if you think about it as your, you know, as an adult, as a child, when you think about those things that you remember most, there's traumas and then there are good times. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to fill the good time bank up with these kids and take pictures and just have fun with them. Because again, there'll be a time (laughs) when they're going to be gone. And I don't want to look back and say, oh, the time went by so fast. Like, I want to be able to say, I, I really, truly enjoyed living my life with them as children, you know, and, and setting that foundation for, for our relationship for the future. So those are a few things. Wow. I absolutely love that. They say out of the mouth of babes come mm-hmm. truth, and it is so true. And I think it is something, well, I'm looking forward to when, when we have children, but definitely something that I think goes on throughout their lives because I, I, my mom still says I, I, I teach her stuff <laughs> and I'm 29 now and we're talking and she's like, okay, I hear you. So she can still correct me. And sometimes I'm like, mom, maybe it was your tone, the way you talked about something. And I love having that, you know, relationship with my mother, but I think it's so important that just as we teach our kids things, just as they learn things from us, we can always learn from them and accept yeah. that they are their own little person with their own personality, but also that God can speak through them as well, mm-hmm. subtly and softly in those moments. So those are really great lessons. And Dominique, I've really enjoyed this, having this conversation with you. It has been so great. Before we go, please tell us where we can get the adventures of Super Ovi and how we can connect with you on social media. Yeah, um, definitely. My website, dominiqueoconquo.com. You can order the books there. I have the Adventure of Super Ovi books. I also just published a 
book called Remain in the Vine. It's a 10-week daily devotional prayer journal on the fruit of the Spirit for women. And so that takes you through love, joy, peace, uh, patience, kindness, self-control, all of that good stuff. And then on, on the socials, you can connect with me at Miami Motherhood and Super Obi Books on both Instagram and Facebook. Thank you so much, Dominique. Purpose Chasers, everything Dominique just said, all the links will be in the show notes. So definitely connect with her and let her know you had you heard her on the podcast. Dominique, thank you again for being on the podcast. Thank you, Shante, for the opportunity. I hope this impacts someone out there to really just assess and look at how they can incorporate faith into their families. All right, guys, thank you for listening to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slave podcast. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode. Be sure to like and subscribe. And also be sure to leave a comment, leave a review. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know what you liked from this episode, what you like from the show. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Pray, Plan, Slay Podcast, or you can follow me, your host, Shantae Sapphire, at Shantae Sapphire 